0: The Dire Ambition Podcast for everything that you need to know in association with the Dire Ambition course for 2020. Welcome along to episode two of the Dire Ambition Podcast. We're making wonderful progress in relation to our spoken language study and I guess in a way it's a bit of a misnomer to call it a spoken language study because we've moved it in the direction of text speech so up till now we've been looking at how we speak to each other, the interpersonal conversations we have and all of the features of language that go alongside our words to communicate. Now we've started looking at how we text each other. It's an incredibly exciting part of language to be focusing on text speak or text communication because it's really at the forefront of language development these days. What you were asked to do was to take samples from your own text conversations and then analyse those for features that were non-standard, not what you would typically find in standard English. And very quickly you discovered that a lot of the modifications to language that were used were for the purposes of speeding up the communication and also for the pragmatism of trying to make your communication nice and swift. But as we scratched a little deeper, we also discovered that there were a whole lot of features in your text communication that were much more relevant to what we would typically expect of speaking. There were features in your text communication that were creating sounds or emphasizing words by repeating letters in order to give an effect to how they might sound if spoken. There were pauses provided. There were paralinguistic features offered to the reader of the texts through emoticons showing images that would reflect what people's faces were doing. And then there were Literary or language effects that are not from speech but are image-based, like symbols. The poo symbol being a very good example of something that doesn't come from speech, doesn't actually come from writing either. It comes from the visual world and it's all being combined together in text language into this rich, diverse and very compressed language that happens almost instantaneously. There were lots of lines of inquiry for us here. The questions we were asking ourselves were things like, is text communication the same as speech? And you quite quickly encountered the challenges with text communication the fact that it, even though it's almost instantaneous it's still to some extent edited even though it may be over a few seconds time you can go back and delete and rephrase something plus you can report things about your emotional state or your response to something that aren't necessarily true which is something that's very difficult to do in person after having a look at all of these features in speech We then started to look at the whole business of interpersonal communication and the way it's developed massively in the last 20 years. An aspect of this that I drew to your attention is the cyclic nature of language. The way that, yes, we can see that text communication is really strongly influenced by our speech. But now, as you're progressing language even further, there are instances where our speech is influenced by text language. And I'd like to just talk through my classic example of this the initialism lol which is used in text communication at a basic level simply to indicate the words laugh out loud which is a signal that the person who's received a text from someone else found it funny enough to laugh verbally and they wanted to report that back to the person who they were communicating with now If you're in person and speaking to each other then obviously you don't have to report laugh out loud, you simply have to laugh, that authentic response, and that communicates everything. You identified that LOL in text communication does replace the notion of that laugh, but sometimes it also is expressed as an affirmation, just suggesting yes that is something I find funny, it doesn't necessarily always report that the laughter was out loud, even though that's the actual meaning of the words. But the twist and the fascinating thing here is that the term LOL, which is not easy to say, has been brought back into spoken language in the form of a new word, a neologism, and it's expressed as LOL. Now, LOL is just a verbalization of LOL, much easier to say, and you'd think, Well, obviously that means that the person's saying to the other person that they find what they said funny. But because we're talking about speech here, of course, if they had found it funny, they simply would have laughed. So what's the purpose of lol? And you explained it to me. When you say lol to someone, even though it originates from the spontaneous laughter of speech and it comes from the initialism laugh out loud, when you actually say it when you're speaking to each other, it means... That's not funny, you idiot. Now, that's irony or sarcasm that's coming out through interpersonal speech. But don't you think it's fascinating that this whole concept of laughing has shifted into the text domain, been brought back into the spoken domain, and really means something completely different as a result? Not only is that fascinating and amusing, but it's also an excellent example of the life of the language and how it's moving so fast these days. With all of this knowledge under your belts you were given the task of trying to form a hypothesis about language that you were then going to write an essay on and many of you came up with a good range of suggested or possible hypotheses. We narrowed those down to a few that were going to work very well based on the transcripts and data we had and now we have moved into the stage of writing the essays. On the website there are some quite clear examples of the structure that you'll need to use to write these essays and we work together also on creating some sample paragraphs, both introductions and body paragraphs, just to give you a reminder of the importance of clarity in your structure, how to use evidence and how to make sure that you expand on your points well. I'm going to read now one of the introductions that we developed together just to add a little bit of information to this actual podcast, but you can see all of this and a lot more on the website itself. Here's the introduction that we created together. We did some work on trying to add some life to our introductions by making them more than just a simple outline of the argument to come. And we decided that one thing that's really useful in terms of getting your reader interested is to bring some context into the analysis. So where did all this begin and why am I talking about it? Here's what we came up with. On December 3, 1992, engineer Neil Papworth sent the world's first text message. Since then, the world has experienced an explosion in language development, largely driven by young people who are forging new language effects at an unprecedented rate. Due to the introduction of new technology, we have begun conversing with each other via writing, or writing has introduced features that were previously only used in speech. Effects that create sound effects, paralinguistic features and devices for brevity and informality have all made their way into the written word. Hopefully these sample pieces that we devised together in class will help you to stimulate you to try to push your introduction and paragraph writing into the domain of strong and Convincing and engaging writing rather than simply just being a procedure and getting information across to your reader. I wish you really well with your essay writing. And those of you who might be listening in just to observe this program, you can look at the essays that the students have written or are writing because the students' blogs themselves are linked in the menu at the top of these pages. Thanks very much for listening to episode two of the Dire Ambition podcast. This is our second one in relation to the spoken language study. Very soon, once these essays have been brought to first draft stage, we're going to be moving on to our next pro- next aspect of the program, and that is Shakespeare's Macbeth and I Cannot Wait. See you soon.